Hello, 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 and welcome to the first taste reading series on the Day Beautiful podcast feed. I'm Adam Fitcavage, and on this version of the podcast, I invite a writer to read from their debut book so readers can get a first taste of exactly what they're in for. If you like what you hear here, check us out on daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful. Today's guest is the author of the recently republished short story collection, Transitory, which is out now on 713 Books. He's also the managing editor of Volume 1 Brooklyn and writes the Words Without Borders watchlist column. His writing has been published by Tin House, Rolling Stone, Hazlitt, The Schofield, Book Forum, and more. Please welcome Tobias Carroll. Hey, Tobias. How are you doing today? I'm all right. It's very, very cold in New York, uh, and there is snow on the ground, which is uh, something... As you may have seen, we have not had for a while, so it's it's nice to know that, that uh, in this time of climate change, it is still possible for uh, for snow to be on the ground in in the New York uh, metropolitan area. Yeah, I was I was in New York like right before the holidays, like um, between Thanksgiving and you know the December holidays, and it was cold but just rainy. I was like, "Where is my yeah. snow?" You know. <laughs> Where is yeah. my snow? I um on the the first taste reading series is, is, is in 2024. I made it shorter. It's just reading, but I do want to talk to you because you um were like influential in like when I first started writing about literature with Volume One Brooklyn. So I just want to before we even talk about your book, like tell readers who may not know about you, like who who are you? What is your story? What what makes you want to write and tell and talk to other writers and share the literary community far and wide? Um, you know, I've always had an interest in talking to people about their work. Uh, my background, I, when I was in college and just out of college, uh, a friend and I did a zine that was mostly focused on sort of, I would say punk and indie music, uh, mm-hmm. but, but expanded a little bit, you know, even for this i think there were a total of six issues you know occasionally expanded into like politics and film and things like that so it, it's always been a, a subject of you know just i think i'm someone who if i see something i like i want to know more about it and i like to think that maybe there are a couple of other people out there in the world who also you know might have some of the same questions and might want to know you know how how something ticks and and whatever else uh and i think sometimes with the zine and sometimes with the interviews i do especially especially for volume one brooklyn uh you know it can sometimes be a way to write about mostly these days uh writers and books but but sometimes still music sometimes still other things mm-hmm. where there isn't necessarily, you know, I'm not necessarily seeing anything else written about it. And so it's, it's nice to kind of know like, okay, yeah. Uh, what is, what is again, kind of what makes this tick? And, uh, and again, maybe, maybe somebody else will find something, uh, yeah. something resonant in this as well. You, I, I just discovered right before we started talking, uh, and this is just going to show there's so many podcasts out there. You have a podcast called Framed and Bound. Is yes. that newer? Did I just miss it completely? Tell me it's very about new. it. I think there are only there are four episodes out in the world. There are uh, two more that I need to edit. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and I've been scheduling the next couple. Essentially, in, in early 2023, I had this sort of random idea for a podcast um, would be kind of, you know, hey, there's there essentially the idea being there are a lot of book, there are a lot of movies set in the book world or about writers. And in some cases, I will watch some of these movies and think this maybe didn't get a lot of stuff right. And so it was kind of approaching this group of movies from that perspective. Uh, I was kind of influenced by there's a, a podcast called um, Unclear and Present Danger. Uh, that's Jamel Bowie and John Gans's podcast where they talk about uh, sort of 1990s thrillers and how that relates to 1990s politics. And there's another another podcast called The Young Adult Movie Ministry that seems to be on hold right now that's mostly uh, films dealing with uh, religion and sort of approaching it from that angle. So, like, I'm a big fan of both of those podcasts. And so I liked the idea of looking at a very sort of looking at a very particular group of films through a very particular lens, which kind of I sometimes for a project need like some sort of a, an, some sort of guidelines and some sort of uh, um, yeah, guidelines and, yeah. and sort of uh, dividers to sort of say like, okay, this is, this is what's in the, you know, this is what's there. This is what you can talk about. Like, you know, uh, if because if not, I could just very easily talk and write about way too many things. And uh, yeah, no, I feel you. That's how I feel. I can just keep rambling about what interests me, what's out there that people need to read, need to watch, need to eat. But when someone yeah. says, "Hey, just talk about debuts," great, great. I won't talk about like fifty other books I want to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> your book that we're talking about came out in 2016 originally is yep. that correct and yeah. now it's, it was republished at the end of 2023 uh, from 713 books great mm -hmm. publisher uh transistory is your book that got republished tell readers a little bit about it so uh so transitory uh it's it's funny because the story behind this uh it came out, it is my first, it is my first book chronologically. Mm -hmm. uh, it came out in August of 2016. And, uh, and my first novel reel was published by Rare Bird in October of 2016. It's a little bit, the timing of it was a little, little bit weird because the process of working with Rare Bird on reel was a couple of years, you know, was, was a fairly, you know, lengthy process and, you know, was a very gradual process uh and then with with uh with transitory civil coping mechanisms the publisher that had originally uh published it had an open had a sort of an open reading period sort of contest and i a friend had urged me had said you know you have a bunch of stories why don't you you know put this together as a collection so i you know kind of looked at my the stories that i had had at that point and kind of you know, kind of put it all in a put it, wrote them all down in a Google document and then kind of like was like, all right, well, out of this chunk of stories, this selection of them looks like they would work pretty well together. And I kind of put that in an order and then kind of put that in another Google document and started moving them around and kind of, you know, some of the some of the stories in there, the 
maybe the biggest shift in there was that when I started writing these stories, I was writing primarily uh, fairly realistic fiction. And then there was a moment in 2013 where I was reminded that I could tap into more sort of weirder elements and surreal elements and, uh, and uncanny elements. And I, you know, that opened a lot of doors for me. And so when I was order when I was sort of sequencing the, the, uh, the collection initially, I, uh, you know, wanted to kind of balance it. I didn't just want to do a straightforward chronological, like I kind of wanted to be like, all right, here's a, here's a longer story. That's fairly realistic. And here's a shorter story. That's a little weird and, you know, kind of mixing it up a little bit. Um, and then the, when this, when this book went out of print, I, you know, had posted something about it and Leland from, from 713 said, Hey, you know, we'd, we'd be up to do a, a new edition, uh, which is, which is where the, the, the edition that came out late last year, uh, happened. And, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, and then I, there was a little Leland and I went through and did some, did some edits to this. Uh, and I also added a couple of extra stories in the end, kind of like I've sort of compared it to, especially in the nineties. Uh, I have like my copy of the Fugazi album uh, repeater mm-hmm. comes with like a seven inch, the CD version of it has like the seven inch uh, three songs attached to it. And so this is like transitory. And then there's like a little bonus quote unquote bonus EP of stories at the end uh, called selected ambient fiction, because I've kind of had as a running joke that if I ever am lucky enough to get to do a second collection, I want to call it selected ambient fiction volume two, uh, which I suspect like is a joke that like three people will get, but I, I really, at this point, I'm just like, I have, I have now committed to doing this to the point of like calling the, the bonus tracks on in this new edition, you know, by this thing. And, and no one was just like, Toby, what are you doing? Stop, stop this, stop this now. (laughs) Like it's an Aphex twin album from, from decades ago. Don't do this. Uh, And I'm, I'm just, you know, you know, gonna do it until someone you know tackles me and uh, and and you know keeps my hands away from the keyboard. No, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, what excerpt? What story will we be reading from today? I am gonna read a little bit from uh, from one of the the new stories, actually, just because I I would uh, wouldn't mind uh, wouldn't mind doing one of the one of the newer things. Um, yeah. So let me let me just do a quick. Uh, and this is actually, uh, this is called uh, Where We Left Ixian County. Cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, there's a, I think the stuff I've been writing in the last few years, um, I've been tapping a little bit back into, I grew up in the the suburbs of New Jersey, and I've been writing a lot of trying to find this weird, like weird suburban thing. Um, there's also... I've yammered about this, I think, a little bit elsewhere, but there's a writer named Gary Budden, who whose fiction I, I'm a huge, huge admirer of. And he talked about the idea of sort of uh, land, landscape punk was the genre that he coined. Hmm. And uh, and it's a lot of just like the sort of psychogeography of different spaces and, and sort of tapping back into that. And so 
that was the that essay i think is at uh the, the kaitis and uh and it's definitely been a big a big a big influence on on the work on the especially the shorter fiction that i've been doing in the last uh, the last few years and I, I don't quite know if this would be quite a an, an example of that but uh but i'm but i'm pretty happy with with how this this weird little weird little story turned out and uh and yeah yeah love it take it away all right <clears throat> the suburbs of tiny ixian county were unmade in the torrents and floods of 2003 after the waters had abated they left behind a highway exit a handful of roads and little else four towns worth of ruins and a farm abandoned to bankruptcy years before that had gone largely untouched that was it the ruined barn and the decomposing silos now home to hundreds of bats that dined on the county's grotesque moth population mocked us all the mudslides swore the relevant parties were finished the mudslides would never come again infrastructure was being built they promised at this very moment infrastructure would hold future mudslides at bay and could perhaps even be yoked to some other sprawling plan some sort of perpetual motion device or industrial strength divining rod and so the municipalities of ixian county were conjoined efforts to decipher this collage were heatedly debated and so commenced the developments the spirals the roads that evoked cul-de-sacs but were something altogether different. This was our introduction into the future of our community. This was our introduction into some hallowed hole pointed towards the mythic. Call it the work of Glenn Detloff, the Robert Moses of Ixian County, if Robert Moses had been a recluse with mystical leanings who'd rest like an aging Graham Parsons. Concentric rings, he said. Concentric rings, he said let the silence hang. He spoke about it all the time at community meetings and news conferences and conversations both on and off the record with members of the local media. Periodically, he raised the subject in formal interviews with certain publications dedicated to progressive and eccentric strains of urban planning and architecture. Glenn Detloff looked at the received wisdom regarding how you built a neighborhood in a community and he chortled. Most people would say, housing development and housing development and housing development along a main road and along that main road you'd have your shops your restaurants your bars your automotive dealerships your magic shops your pet stores your trickery your pizzerias your bookstores your adult bookstores your florists your vape shops your other vape shops your vape shops that first appeared to be something other than vape shops your liquor stores, your toy stores, your furniture stores, your after-school touring centers, and your institutes for distance learning. Glenn Detloff said, no, said, here's what we do. We put those buildings at the center and we build the houses around them. So that's why you find the burger franchise in among the homes and lawns of a neighborhood hundred strong. That's why the bait and tackle shop scalded into oblivion was reborn adjacent to two modest ranch homes in a tree-lined part of town. And that's why several residents of the Millstone Acres neighborhood could walk to their local pharmacy and liquor store and puzzle shop. Why the age-restricted housing with the interstate humming in the distance was also adjacent to the local branch of a salad chain with a cult following. I think that's maybe a good place to stop. Thank you so much to Tobias Carroll for reading from his recently republished 
short story collection transitory which is out now on 713 books get it at your favorite independent bookstore you can find him at tobiascarroll.com and on twitter and instagram at tobiascarroll you can follow day beautiful at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at day beautiful and as always i'm adam this is day beautiful and you're all beautiful beautiful